Matthew's Gospel so far. We've, we're not very far into the Gospel, uh, but already we've had some great teachings. And uh, today we're carrying on in Matthew's Gospel uh, with chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Just uh, three short verses, but they are packed full, I believe, of teaching regarding our commission to be salt and light. So let's read uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, salt and light. I used to belong to an organisation, a group of churches called Salt and Light a little while back, but that's a whole different story. So salt and light, what's it like? What's salt like? What are its properties and its purposes? So I just want to suggest a few things that salt can be used for and things that salt does. Well, first of all, salt is very distinctive. It's totally different from the food or the object on which it's put. It's distinctive. Salt is also a preservative. It makes things last. If you go back years before refrigeration and that, people used to salt things to keep them fresh, didn't they? So they'd last. So you have salt beef and salt fish and pack it all with salt. And uh, used to keep it for a long time. Salt also flavours things. It influences the taste. It causes things that are tasteless to become tasteful. I don't know, but I don't know about you, but I, I'm not very keen on stuff that doesn't have any salt in it. There was a, a while back, I think probably just after our kids had, had got past the age, where you weren't supposed to give anybody salt, were you? Did you remember that? Salt was sort of intrinsically bad for you at one stage, I remember. And so there was always plenty of salt to put on your chips and things like that. Food without salt is pretty flavourless. Also, Salt kind of works away quietly. It's normally in kind of a little tub and you sprinkle a bit on and then just leave it to do its thing, don't you? And it just does what it does. It works away quietly. And salt also permeates things. It gets right into stuff. That's why it, I guess it was a preservative because it would, it would soak right into whatever it's put on. And salt's pretty much irrepressible. Once you get it into something, it's very difficult to get it out. It kind of goes in there and sticks in there and stays in there. And also, salt in the winter for us has thawing properties, does it not? You know, we can have it pretty snowy and, and icy and you put some salt onto that and you see gradually the snow or the ice begins to melt turns to water. And there are, I'm sure, many other things that salt is good for. It's an amazing substance. You never need too much of it. Too much of it can be overbearing. Too much of it can just swallow up the taste of other things. It's very powerful. 
You see, it says in Colossians uh, that our words should be seasoned with salt. You see, sometimes our, our words, we kind of put a, a dollop of salt on. God said, no, just sprinkle a little bit of seasoning on them. It's, it's nice. Sometimes as Christians, we can get a little bit overzealous with some of the things we say. So, salt is a great substance. I guess we would all say salt is a wonderful thing, yeah? Salt a wonderful thing? Mm, yeah, good. Salt is a wonderful thing. So what about light? What are the properties and purposes of light? Well, first of all, I want to suggest that light is pure and clear. It's good and it's right and it's true. There's something about light that is just like, oh yeah, that's good. Also, light penetrates by its very nature. Light cuts through and eliminates darkness. Okay, when you have light, there can't be any darkness. A light also enlightens. It enlarges a person's vision and knowledge of an area where they are. Light also reveals. It opens up the truth of an area. It's like looking at a whole new world. Light also guides. When we have light, we can see where we're going. Light also discriminates between the right way and the wrong way. Light also warns of dangers, so we can see things that are dangerous to us, things that we might trip over. And light protects, enables us to stay away from those things that would harm us. So light, I want to suggest, is an amazing blessing. How on earth would we ever cope without light? I mean that literally as well. How on earth would we cope without light? We wouldn't. It's a wonderful thing. Now I want to give you some amazing news. Jesus declares this, that you and me, in fact, all of us who are here who love Jesus, we're all both salt and light. Did you know that? You are salt and light. Think about those things I've just read out, those properties in salt and light. And all those are in you. All those are in you. If you like, you could turn to the person next to you and tell them, you are incredibly amazing. You are salt and light. You're salt and light. Why didn't you always want to be that kind of person? Salt and light? Well, you are salt and light. Now, here we are together in church today, this morning, and the whole place is full of salt and light, and we're enjoying each other's brightness and each other's flavor-enhancing properties. In fact, maybe things are almost a little bit too salty and almost a little bit too bright. You see, here's the rub. Jesus never asked us to be salt and light in church. He never commissioned us to be salt and light inside church when we're all together. Now, he asked us to do lots of things and be lots of things towards each other in church. But this declaration that we are salt and light, 
comes with a commission and it says this Jesus said you are the salt of not the church of the what of the earth you are the salt of the earth and you are also the light of not the church but you're the light of you're the light of the world you're the light of the world see we're never meant to be just salt and light inside a building where we gather together we're never meant to be just salt and light where we're thankful for the salt and for the light that we have we've been commissioned we have been given a job to do we have been tasked to make a difference and we've also been given the tools to do it here's a funny old thing I always think we are as you me little old me little old you we are God's plan a for transforming the world isn't that amazing we are God's plan a for transforming the world you see God hasn't commissioned the angels to be salt and light or even declared them to be salt and light it's just us he's counting on he's counting on us it's us that Jesus was commissioning you see if I were God and you'll be thankful I'm not if I were God I wouldn't choose you guys I mean just take a look at yourselves and least of all I wouldn't choose me to be left with this commission but you see when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world it's not just some pleasant platitude he's given us or some unfounded compliment that he wants to pay us he's telling you and me he's telling us you are salt you are light he's telling us the truth and if Jesus says that we are salt and light guess what we are whether you like it or not that's what we are we're salt and light which means that somewhere in our very being we carry all the properties all the attributes all the ability to be salt and light we just need to let what's inside come out you see we are the salt of the earth we are the light of the world he asked you this question do you believe that's what you are have you thought about it when Jesus said you're the salt of the earth you're the light of the world have you thought about that before that you're that's who we're supposed to be that's who we're supposed to be do we believe that God has made us that way you see when we came to know Jesus something changed in us you see just like salt we're called to be distinctive you know that we're called to be distinctive we're not supposed to just merge into things we're not supposed not to be different we're supposed to be distinctive we're not supposed to be crazy okay just in case one or two thinking oh good we can be crazy. We're not supposed to be crazy but we're supposed to be distinctive Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds there's something different we're not to conform there's something different we're like salt we need to be distinctive and Jesus 
has commissioned us to preserve things, to stop things from going bad and rotten. That's what we're here for. We're to bring love and the transforming power of Jesus into people's lives and into their situations. We're to stop things going bad and rotten. And salt penetrates, and we're to bring the word and the message of Jesus, the good news, to people so that it changes their life. It penetrates into their lives. You know, when Jesus came and transformed us, he did it, if you like, from the inside out. You see, that's when you know that you're a truly believer of Jesus because something's happened inside that works its way out. Something deep inside. And we're to change the flavor of things around us. We're to flavor and influence the world with Jesus. You see, he's come to bring us life to the full. That's what he promises. And Galatians 5, verse 22, 23 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, living for Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of that is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. You see, that's the, that's the message we've got for people. That's who we are. That's what we're supposed to bring into this world. We're supposed to bring in peace and joy and patience and kindness and goodness. You see, the world is a little bit void of some of that stuff. And so can we be sometimes as well. But God's calling us to be that. He said, you need to be salt. You need to come and change the flavor of the things around you. Change the flavor. And also, work away quietly. I don't know about you, working away quietly, what does that mean? I think it just means being who you are and getting on with it, allowing God to work through you. Allowing your conversation to be wholesome and right. Not being frightened to speak about Jesus to other people. But just work away and keep working away. You see, we carry with us our Lord and Saviour Jesus, he was irrepressible. <laughs> Have you noticed that once people become Christians, even when they backslide, there's something in there that just doesn't leave them? Does because once Jesus is in you, he's in you. Because when Jesus is in you, you are then in Christ. And he's in you, and he's irrepressible. Jesus also thaws out hardened hearts softens the hard heart, the failing relationship, warms up the love that's grown cold in people's lives. You've seen Jesus transform people like that. That's part of what we're supposed to be doing. That's part of our commission to be salt in this world. And then we're called to be light as well, to be pure and clear. In 1 John Chapter 1, verse 5, Jesus declared himself to be the light of the world whilst he was here on earth. I'm the light of the world. He's now passed that on to us. Do you know that? That's been passed on to us. You, Jesus says, are the light of the world. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Jesus was the light of the world while he was here, 
And we're we to be reflective lights of who Jesus is. It's what we're here to do, to be Jesus to people. And we're light that needs to penetrate into darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night and darkness. There's something about the light that makes us different. And we've been commissioned to enlighten the world. True enlightenment only comes from Jesus. Only when we spread Jesus around are people truly, truly enlightened. And we're here to reveal, to open up the truth to people. You see, the devil is the father of lies. And we must counteract his lies with the truth. If people going around believing all kinds of things that the devil tells them and that this world tells them, and we're here to say, actually, this is the truth. And we've been commissioned to be guides, to show the right way and to help others to avoid the wrong way. John 12, verse 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness because light strips away darkness. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is what? We all know this one. It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And we've been commissioned to be a lamp and a light so that we can be guides to the world. Being commissioned to help people, to help the world discriminate between right and wrong. We're here to warn people, to shine the light of Christ into every situation so that dangers and pitfalls can be avoided. And the light protects people. It illuminates so that stumbling, falling, an injury can be avoided. Romans 13, 12. The night is almost over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. The armour of light. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 says this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. See, we didn't just have darkness around us. We were darkness. We were in a bad state before we knew Jesus. Jesus didn't just shine his light upon us. He said, you're light. He made us light. You were once darkness, but now you are light. Praise God. We were once darkness, now we are light. So salt and light. Let me say this. There's a world just outside the doors of this church. A world just outside the doors of our homes, devoid of salt and light. Devoid of it. A world desperately in need of transformation and illumination. And God, 
in his infinite wisdom, has tasked us with the job. It's no one else's job. It's our job. It's your job. It's my job. Thankfully, we're not on our own because Jesus has put salt and light within us. You are salt, you are light. He's commissioned us and equipped us with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to enable us to fulfill the task that he's given us. Or maybe this morning, you might be feeling overwhelmed with that commission. When I first started looking at this, I thought, goodness me, how do I measure up to the commission that God's given me? Maybe you feel this morning that actually you've been walking with Jesus a long time, but you've lost a bit of your saltiness. You may feel like that this morning. You've lost some saltiness. Maybe you feel like, well, my light's not shining as brightly as it used to. I'm going to ask you this morning, why don't you come and ask Jesus to make you salty again? Because we read it in, in the verses we read that when we lose the saltiness, we're not much good for anything. Salt, when it loses its saltiness, isn't much good. And maybe you should come and ask Jesus to recharge you, recharge your batteries, give you that light back. Jesus has chosen us to do a lot of work for him. We've got a commission. We have a responsibility. Isn't it good Jesus came to give us life to the full so we could become Christians and just chill out? Just chill out. Eh? Just take it easy. No, he said, I've got some things for you guys to do. I've got a commission for you. There's a lot of work to do for Jesus. Do you know you've, you've been chosen by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You've been chosen by the God of the universe. You've been chosen by Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Lord, to be the salt and the light for this earth. For this earth. I'm going to ask if Sam, will you come up for me? Where's Sam? There, there he goes. Thanks, Sam. Sometimes it's good to make a physical response to things. If you're feeling that you need re-energizing, if you need refocusing, if you need to have a bit more flavor put back in you, if you need to be recharged, I'm going to say, why don't you come forward and be prayed for? Why don't you make a step and say, God, today, I want to be salt and light again. I want to, have, I want to be full flavored. I want to be fully illuminated for you, Lord. I don't want my saltiness 
to go and I don't want to be a dim little light I want to be fully charged and fully flavoured for you Lord can the ministry team come forward please thank you and if you feel like you know what I just need some prayer this morning just need to be recharged again. Why don't you just come? Why don't you make a move? Because as you're making a move, that you're saying to God, by that move, Lord, I want to take you seriously. I want to take hold of being salt and light. I want to come and be re-energized for you.